spent too much time in California. Now I got that Rona. Gotta be a loner. Staring at my phone. Gotta be a loner. Gotta be a loner. What's going on, everybody? This is like uh, week 10? I don't know. 10 or 11, I think. Of quarantine. Things are going okay. It's time to uh, do our positivity stretches. And as we stretch, we remember all the positivity that is inside our bodies and radiating out into our positive palms. And we bring our positive palms together in front of our new t-shirt that I just got from my friends over at Superhuman Objects. And you can get one too. They're great. They're my friends. You should get a t-shirt. I didn't have any of that. That all just kind of happened. That's funny. And the sound you're hearing now is the sound of a dog walking on a wooden floor. Hi. Clinkety-clank. Anyway, I get a, uh, I'm getting an antibody test tomorrow morning. Get an antibody test tomorrow morning to see. I'll wait. I'm getting an antibody test tomorrow morning finally to see if uh, what I had back in February, March was uh, in fact the coronavirus. So that's somewhat exciting. I get to go drive an hour in the car and sit in there and wait until they're ready to take some of my blood to see if I have an antibody, to see if I have antibodies for the coronavirus. Now there's a lot of, uh, a lot of talk about antibodies these days, but you know, I don't, I don't really understand why people are throwing out, pointing out the fact that there's no evidence that there is immunity after exposure, after, like, the antibodies don't necessarily do anything. It's like, well, I mean, we never know that they do anything until we know that they do something, you know? There's no sense of pointing out, like, we don't have that evidence yet, so don't count on it. I mean, it would be totally unprecedented in the world of, like, of viruses and, and diseases and epidemiology for, for uh, a person to not develop antibodies from a virus and then have the antibodies not do anything. I mean, they're not always 100% effective, but they do offer some level of immunity usually, and they last for some amount of time. So let's let's remember that almost all viruses and viral infections function that way. Like you get exposed, you build up antibodies, the next time's easier, if not, not even noticeable because you're immune. I'm not saying you're gonna be immune 100%. I'm not saying any of that stuff. I'm just saying like, why are we pointing out the fact that you know, this evidence doesn't exist because it might very soon. And there, a lot of stuff is popping up now. There have been monkey studies where, you know, be it ethically or not, they try to infect um, monkeys that have antibodies and they're unable to do so. There's evidence that llama antibodies may offer some protection. You can also grow antibodies. You can grow monoclonal antibodies in rabbits. Like, you can get people... You know, maybe after my test, if it comes back positive, and I have antibodies, I might be able to donate antibodies to people that are actually sick. There, there are a lot of options with antibodies, so I don't know why people dove into this like, there's no evidence yet, or there's no evidence, because there's never any evidence until there is evidence, because that's how facts work. 
that's how science works. So let's uh, let's be hopeful that, and it looks like that's that's happening. I think there's there is evidence now. There's no, it's not totally conclusive, but there is definitely evidence. So, um, you know, things are starting to get better. I don't know about socially or politically, but um, you know, medically, things will continue to get better until. This is an afterthought. I don't know that we'll recover in a social sense, at least not very quickly, not economically either, but medically, yeah, for sure. I just watched that movie Contagion last night for some reason. You know, we should be really thankful that this virus is actually not as bad as it could be because it you know, as we've now seen, it has a pretty relatively low mortality rate, which is good, all things considered. And it uh, really highlights what, how, just how unprepared we are as individuals and as a population. So I hope that this could be a learning experience and not just uh, make it about me experience and... Uh, People just trying to take this opportunity to pretend like they're suffering so badly because, you know, they're stuck inside and they can't work their job. And it's not to say that those things aren't important, but there's actual real suffering in the world. And most of us have relatively great lives, so... I like to remember that. For me, it's useful. Other people will just say, you know, I know some people very, very well that will just say, well, I don't, I don't care about that. Like, you know, it doesn't make my problems go away, and it doesn't. But perspective is important, and uh, it's better that uh, you know people are not dying and there aren't body bags and mass graves. Well, there are some in New York City, but. Anyway, that was delightful. Uh, I always do this podcast right out of the shower, so I feel like it's not a it's not a very good representation of my hair, which is fine, especially for listening, the audio. I know my hair probably sounds pretty terrible, but if you're watching, this is me. I don't know. I don't plan these introductions. I just kind of talk and. There are more important things to talk about. I mean, not not more important than my hair. Not more important than the the, the pandemic and stuff. Um, so I'm glad I finally got the got to the hair thing. I definitely wanted to hit that. And uh, yeah, I got a, a really awesome conversation today. Let's forget about me. Let's forget about me because I just talk and uh, it's probably not that great, but. What is good in this episode is the conversation I had with Sean and Taylor from New Zealand Sun Films. Uh, they're friends of mine. I've worked with them professionally on a couple projects and had one, and we're going to talk about that, And so I won't get too, too into it, but um, we had a project lined up that I had to literally bail on right before this lockdown. And it ended up being the right decision, but it was a little bit of a source of tension for 
not for them, for, for me personally. I felt guilty. But, uh, uh, you know, we talk about their experience. They're still over in Southern California. And um, they're, you know, they're great people to work with. They're, they're friends. I, I admire them very much. Uh, they, they're hustlers. They put out a lot of work. Um, they, they work very efficiently. And I think the best compliment I can give them is that they, they're just really nice people. They make you feel comfortable. They make you feel taken care of. You know, they, they, they genuinely are interested in the people that they work with. And they're just great to talk to, as you'll see. So um, I'm happy that, the, that they, I'm grateful that they took the time out to talk to me, you know. Um, and uh, I hope you like them. And I'm going to, I mean, I know you'll like them, but I, I hope you enjoy the conversation. I'm going to link to their website and uh all of their stuff is on, on streamable on Amazon Prime. So uh, definitely watch My Alien Girlfriend. That, I'm in that one. You'll see me. But all, all their other stuff as well. They've got a bunch of great projects. I think Sean says in the episode that they have nine. And maybe, I know they have a new one, a Devil, uh, devil in a Dress. I think that's out, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I should have checked right before I did this. I know it was on, the way, on its way out. But uh, they've got other ones, Mojave Sisters, um... David and Olivia, American Bikini, um, just a bunch of really cool projects. I, I know that I'll probably forget some if I try to name all of them, but uh, go look them up. I'm going to link to it, and uh, they're, they're all good. They're all really good, and if you want to see me, again, watch My Alien Girlfriend, um, and that whole thing is, is great. So go check them out. Check out uh, Superhuman Objects. If you want some cool t-shirts, they're making cool stuff in the quarantine and selling it. And uh, check out a conversation with Sean and Taylor from New Zealand Sun Films. All right. So this is the Alonavirus podcast. I'm here with Sean and Taylor of, of New Zealand Sun Films, which um, friends of mine that I've worked with uh, in, the, in the film industry a couple of times. And um, they were nice enough to come on here, talk to me. And, uh, hey, Jordan. It, Hey, thanks for being here, guys. Uh, great. We're, we're happy to be here. Yeah, so um, I like to start with a little bit of like, just sort of like a vibe check, like where you guys are. You're in, um, in Southern California, LA area. Um, yeah, we're in Redondo Beach, which is just about 15 miles south of uh, downtown. Cool, perfect. And um, like, what, what does it feel like being there right now? Um, you know, I think... I watch a lot of news because I have more time to watch a lot of news. But um, it, I think California in general, besides, you know, much like New York, where that, that really packed in, you know, areas are getting hit really hard. I think in our city of Redondo Beach, there was like 53 cases totals. Um, I don't think there's any deaths. And so, but everyone's normally spread out anyway. Um when I'm talking with people, I always tell them, yeah, we'll get into the car and drive five blocks to go to the store. Um, you know, so we, we always social distance just as out of a habit, unlike maybe if you're living downtown or in West Hollywood. Sure. So, yeah, I haven't seen uh, Taylor. Um, Taylor's 30 years younger than me, so I don't know if his experience has been, been different. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it, it, it's been weird, especially, you know, doing what we do. I think, um, you know, making movies and stuff, the sort of, Obviously, everything got put on a, a hold. So I think that the biggest way that it sort of affected both Sean and myself and, and, um, and you as well, I imagine, is just 
not being able to, to do sort of the thing that we love to do. Um, so, and, 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 and just like yourself, we've been sort of finding different ways to make content, you know, in, in the time of, because uh, writing every day gets very monotonous and, yeah, right. and I don't, uh, for context, we were we were one week into a new show, which Jordan was supposed to be in, and he was sort of the first to uh, to clue me in. He he gave me a call and he's like, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to do the show. And then, um, and I'm sure you had told me this before about what you have your degree in, but um, it's it's exactly what's what's going on. And you told me you're heading back uh, back east to to lock down and um, you, you were the first one to say this may be going on for a while where the public really wasn't getting that, that vibe at that point. Yeah. It's interesting um, talking to you guys about this now because I remember I, so I left LA on March 11th and I kind of made a really quick decision to just be like, I was reading the news and there was sort of like a, a shift and I was like, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. Like I, the reason I'm here is for work and I think the work's going to go away and I need to just kind of be with my family. And so I made this really quick decision and I had a commitment to you guys. I had work and I had, I have an agency and I had like a few commitments where I just like, I remember driving and feeling like this intense guilt. Like I'm just basically saying goodbye to this. And then I got to a motel that night and I think I emailed you and a couple other people and I was like, I was like, listen, I made this decision. It wasn't easy. I just had to kind of like put this thing first. And I think it's going to get pretty bad. But at that point, there was no real proof that it was going to get bad. Or like this, I had this feeling like the country was going to shut down tomorrow. And I needed to race home. And that was kind of what was driving me. And I was just sure. like, I'm, I'm really sorry, um, but I'm, I'm out. And then I kind of felt like, a week later, I felt justified in my decision because everybody else kind of got the picture. But yeah, there was a really weird amount of time where I was just like, ah, I, I can't believe I did that. I hope I did the right thing. Yeah. yeah, and I think we only got about another four days of shooting in before the, the California locked everything down. So you were, you were dead on. Luckily. I mean, not luckily, but <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. But I, I, at least I felt like that decision was, was validated. You know, I think it's funny. We often try not to be selfish about things. Um, and I think everyone now has had to, uh, to not be selfish to, to a big extent and just say, you know, it, it may cost me my job. It may cost me, you know, there's relationships that are failing because they're having to spend so much time together. But there's all sorts of things. I mean, every, everyone is, um, yeah, has had to sacrifice, even if you weren't affected directly by it. Sure. Yeah, now, Taylor mean, though, <laughs> Taylor really did well out of this whole thing. Okay, you got to tell tell your story. Oh, oh yeah, so so this is and, and Shelton, this is funny me talking about this, but um, uh, yeah, I, I've had like a like either a Bumble or Tinder account like off and on for probably the past year and a half since my last relationship ended. And I hadn't really met anyone that was just like you know, um, on on the same sort of vibe. And, uh, and my now girlfriend who I met, um, on bubble, like a, about a month ago now, um, I think she had it for six hours <laughs> and, uh, and, and we met and, and, and connected and, uh, and yeah, and we were both quarantined and, and both, um, the, the two of us both live with, um, at risk people and we're like, you know, we've been, I, I think there's just one, one night where it's like we got to go on a date. We got to go on a quarantine safe date. Um, and so we both sort of safely broke quarantine to, to, to meet each other. 
Um, but yeah, so so one good thing came out of it. Um, but but yeah, that that was definitely sort of a, like, what do we do? It's like can't be away from each other, but we can't be with each other. So let's figure out but, how to do this as possible. Yeah, the thing that's interesting though is, had there not been a quarantine, they may have met a day or two later and not had weeks and weeks of talking and actually getting to know each other first and 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 build sort of this a connection as opposed to just going and having coffee sometime. Of which um, which is sort of what Taylor would do a lot. He'd go go meet someone for you know a couple hours and that was it. So, yeah, and usually yeah. you're talking to them like you know, like a, like that day, and it's like, oh, hey, let's go meet up for coffee tonight. You don't really get to build that sort of, um, I guess, intimacy before before you actually meet. Um, and then everyone has their guard up when they meet someone new in person for the same time. And by that time, I think the guard was way down. It's like, all right, I know exactly who you are. You know exactly who I am. So now let's just let's just have fun. So that's cool. I mean, that's this is the first time I'm hearing uh, the the experience of dating in quarantine and it's that's awesome and i know that there's sort of some like memes going around like oh now you have to go back to courting like you can't meet for some amount of time and that's yeah. i mean there's some truth to it right like you kind of became comfortable like for however long you guys were texting or whatever and then is a whole different experience right yeah no no definitely i mean yeah the, the, there's a there's only so many um, FaceTime dates you can have before it's like, all right, now now we're just driving ourselves crazy. So, but and it's funny how the questions from from Sharon and, and, and me were. I was like, it wasn't, what does she do? Um, da da da. Was how long has she been in quarantine for? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, and then her 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 whole her family her. Um, uh, her mom works in um, medical billing and, and, and that whole world. So her mom was super like, I don't know. You know, it's like, you, you got to stay. He's not allowed in the house. You know, <laughs> we can wave to him from the driveway, but that's it. Um, that was yeah. But yeah, we, we've been taking it pretty serious. I mean, literally almost since you left, we've, um, yeah, we've just been doing, doing our little part. And, and the reality is it doesn't matter. We can't do what we normally do. So, Try to find creative ways, you know, whether it's just writing, um, casting for things in the future. But um, we're pretty lucky compared to a lot of people. I mean, if you had a, a hair salon or or a job where you only have a couple weeks buffer, maybe this is devastating. Yeah, I I definitely feel fortunate in that. Uh, like, I'm not working, but I'm able to be home with my family, and we're okay, you know, for yeah. now. So, um, yeah, I, I I I feel you. For that, um, uh, so I guess you would know this better than I would. Um, what legally, you guys are not allowed to shoot. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I think just like uh, any other business, um, we can't be on the streets. Now, I imagine we could be in someone's house and, and shooting somewhere, but for me. I still, I'm not comfortable with the risk. Like we, I've been watching all of our actors on Instagram and most of them have been locked down. Um, but then every once in a while I see like one just took a trip um, to, to another state and then came back after a few days. So for me, we're at least another two, three, four weeks out for that person before we can, you know, use them. Um, and then even when we do start, I, I think we'll have conversations between anyone who's in scenes together and make sure they're comfortable with what they did during this time, the people they've come in contact with. Because it really is, 
going to be, I mean, even if we can, it'll be a very personal thing for each actor. Because, you know, when you're acting, there's touching, there's kissing, there's fighting. And so there's, there's physical contact. Well, even, so like, it's gonna be just, even like putting on mics and stuff, you know, it's like you're, you know, you can, you can help by sterilizing equipment and stuff, but there's still, you know, it's like, okay, here you go. I'm going to give you the mic, you know, that type of, that sort of just natural every con everyday contact you don't even think about when you're filming um props all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah absolutely um, yeah well i, I did want to ask you guys so it does it does feel like the country for better or for worse is moving towards opening things up um although somewhat gradually in different phases and different states are doing their own thing but uh, I myself am starting to try to cope with the idea of of finding a new normal and trying to find safety and comfort in opening up because there's nothing I can personally do to stop it. Um, so I just wonder what you guys think kind of moving forward in this new context because obviously, I mean, I, I want to work. I'm sure you guys want to work, but it's like, it's a, it's a new, it's a new thing to balance. It's just a, it's going to be a, a different experience, I think, for everybody. And I'm sure you guys have been thinking about it. Yeah. Taylor? Sorry. No, you go ahead. Well, I should say, you know, I think my biggest frustration right now is getting accurate numbers um, about what's happening. And, you know, so, I mean, just, it, this is rough, but if you look back, say, four weeks ago, they were testing, let's just say, 100,000 people a week, and there was X amount of cases. Then they jumped to, you know, 500,000, and they're doing a million a week. And so the numbers are going up, but that's the only number I'm seeing. I'm not seeing, say, per thousand, what is the case rate? So I really know where we are, where it is, because I know that in LA, they're, they're really ramping up testing. So the per day cases are going up every day. But there, been, there may have been a lot more, you know, even back in the day, they just weren't being tested. So it's hard to, to plan anything. And I think that's the toughest part because I really don't know. And even death numbers daily, they're several weeks behind, you know, from when they contracted it. So it's just, it, it's really tough to gauge when, I think, is the most frustrating part. Um, and then, of course, um, I mean, I'm 50, Taylor's 30, we're in two different risk zones. You know, my parents are in their 80s. Whole, whole different ball game. So um, I'm, I'm, there's all that to consider. I'm 20. What's that? I'm 20, not 30. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what I year, thought. But yeah, you're 30 years oh, older than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but I mean, again, just total different risk group. Um, and then even how it behaves out here. Um, uh, they're saying that Californians could have had it a long time ago, but it never took hold because of the sort of warm winter we had. Um, and, and again, because we're more spread out than a place like LA. So I think it's going to be tough because it's not going to be fair. Iowa may have a whole different, whole different situation going where New York's just not going to be allowed to for much, much longer. And so, and I think people will get jealous. You know, you, you see it on the news, like, well, how come they're out at the 4th of July barbecue and, you know, we can't even go to the park. Um, yeah, so it's, it's I think, and, and I, I honestly believe everyone's trying when, governor's report numbers, um, they're looking out. They've got to err on the side of caution, and they're getting new information all the time because they've never dealt with it, you know. So it's – it's, and I think you said something er interesting earlier. It's the first time since I've been alive that the world has been involved in something versus um, us versus them or, you know, like a 9-11 sort of had a very specific geographic thing. But this is, this is everyone around the world. 
So my daughter literally just got into New Zealand right when they were shutting down. And so her first two weeks there were in lockdown. But because they've only got 5 million people there, they were able to just shut down the country, keep everyone at home for a month. And now they're opening up quite quick because they're almost non-existent, like 100 cases or something. So it, it's every country is different. I was speaking with a, an actor from Denmark, and they had sort of a similar thing where with, with 5 million people, you can react different and test different than you can with 340 million. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, those are my thoughts. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And um, please, Taylor, if you've got... Um... No, I, I mean, I, I've sort of been um, seeing more on a sort of a, a online front, especially with people that I've seen um, who are really, really getting frustrated um, having to stay at home with their families. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, and then there's the protests and stuff, which um, I actually saw uh, some down in uh, Torrance Beach where everyone was out there with their signs. And I even saw a few police officers out there with them holding signs. It's very unusual. Um, yeah. One yeah it, but like, you know, our beaches got shut down. Um, and I don't know. Um, like they've opened up the parks but not the beaches. Um, I think people social distance more at the beach if they're going to lay out with the people they're with. Then at parks, and at parks you interact, you, you frisbee, the kids are on the jungle gyms. Um, and then I think there's always the idiot factor where in any situation you'll see the footage and the majority of people on the beach are all sort of sitting far apart. And then you got one group of people who just aren't. And they, of course, it's very obvious. And um, you sort of have to, then shut it down for everyone because you know like if you know taylor and i we, we go on walks and stuff but um you know we it's the other thing it's different it's like you're walking down the street and you see someone coming and there's that that moment and they're like okay which one of us is going to cross the street um which it's it's a weird thing or in a grocery aisle same sort of thing like you see someone and there's just this all right maybe i should just turn and go the other way so everyone's feeling comfortable yeah it's bizarre it's a, it's a strange strange time but, but I think now. Do you think we're on on the on the downside of it now? Uh, uh no, I don't. I I think that we're going to act like we are as a country, but I definitely don't. I, I. So in public health, there are sort of a few tenets for epidemiology and like how you react and treat um, an epidemic, right? Like, and the first one is testing. The second one is is uh, finding your positive cases and quarantining them. And then the third is, is contact tracing. So you see who those positive cases are coming into contact with. And then you can isolate all those people. And then the virus just essentially has, has nowhere to go after a certain amount of time. And if I felt like I was under the impression that we were kind of kind of do this shutdown thing so that we could get a handle on building that infrastructure and setting those things up so that we could reopen and we would have more control over the situation. But it just doesn't seem like that this time was used effectively. So we, we flattened the curve, but if those elements are not in place as we start to reopen, it's just going to be explosive again until, until it has nowhere to go on its own natural accord which yeah. is not a good thing you know but so i think that 
we could ignore the fact that we didn't do those things and start to reopen because people are frustrated and, and want to work and, and do these things. And it's essentially just, just throwing a certain percentage of people to the wolves, I think, because yeah. this thing is super contagious. And um, though the mortality rate is low, thankfully, um, it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. There's it. And then there's the flip side of um, the people who is affecting their health in other ways because they're not getting treated. Um, we have a friend who's a plastic surgeon and he, we were texting last night and he said, he usually does about one amputation a month. Um, he goes, I'm doing one or two a day now. Um, he goes, it's, it is, he goes, it's just, it's shocking. Now he, most of these are older people with diabetes. Um, they are not taking care of themselves. So they're not going to their doctors. And, and I think they're letting it get to a state beyond when they normally would just hop in the car and go get something looked at. Yeah. Um, and then, so I think on that side, we got to figure out, um, you know, how, how do we deal with that and just make sure people aren't, aren't, you know, you got to, you got something you need to get checked. Um, you feel comfortable going to your doctor so it doesn't become life threatening. So again, these are all, they're all huge problems that no one two months ago was thinking about. I know. I know. Um, so did you guys see that um, article or statement that came out of SAG a few days ago? Yeah, um, Connor, Connor had posted a thing about it um, saying oh, right, right, until, right, there's a, until there's a virus, or until, until there's until a vaccine. vaccine. Yeah. Um, I was wondering how, because I know you guys generally do non-union projects, but I mean, SAG sort of sets a standard, I guess, in, in some sure. ways. I don't know if you guys even pay attention or if it matters, but um, I was wondering you know, how that... Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're like a governor as well. Like, they've got to err on the side of caution. And so I'm sure that, you know, and, and they're actually a perfect example because so many people in SAG don't work. And so many people in SAG do restaurant jobs and other jobs to help pay the rent. It's really a double hit for them. I mean, I could, I could just imagine the frustration where you, you've lost your bartending job to support you while you act uh, in between gigs. And now they're saying, we don't even know when, you know. Um, I mean, I think maybe they need to get smart. Um, maybe you film in New Zealand and when they open up, or you film in places where the, you know, they spend so much money on movies. The entire cast and crew goes to a location and has to isolate for two or three weeks before they can start shooting. They can fit that in the budget and just, you, you live in that bubble and everyone's tested and people don't exit that bubble. That would be my thought, um, to be able to at least keep things going. Um, but as soon as, you know, it just takes one person to, to break that. And then in that sort of group, it could spread really quick. So, um, I think they, they, they can do it. Ontario, no, no, I don't even allow cell phones. It's like, you, you, you can stay here. It's uh, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. I mean, they, they could, they would just have to also be the police to make sure that, yeah. you know, that you have to be filming in locations where no one could get out. <laughs> you know, they can't go to the local bar at night and, and, you know, just cut contract something. But Till there's, you know, a vaccine, um, that, that's worrisome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, we'll have to see how like Atlanta does and how Texas does here in the next few weeks. And we could see everything locking down real tight again, you know, in, in the next couple of weeks or, or not. Or not. I, I'm not knowledgeable enough to know. I'm just trying to stay real aware. Yeah, uh, same. That's the best, uh, best I can do. I, I certainly don't know what's going to happen, but I'm hoping for the best. Um, but with knowledge, I mean, I'm sure everything you hear, you, you absorb in a different way than we do. You know. I'm consuming a lot of information, and sometimes I feel like 
I don't know what to think at all. I'm just like looking through articles every single day and it's depressing. And then I'll, sometimes there's something hopeful, but. Now, what's some of the stuff that you watch to, to cheer yourself back up? If, if, if any, like what, what shows and what things have you been watching to, to be the distraction? Uh, so that's funny you ask because I was just um, recommending a podcast to some of my friends this morning. Um, are you familiar with the comedian Theo Vaughn? Sure. Yes. He does this podcast and he, I think he puts it out once or twice a week. I think once a week now. And uh, it's the only podcast that I laughed out loud a couple of times today. And it's just like such a, a welcome distraction. I'm obsessed with comedy and just what comedy is because I still don't know. But I feel like every once in a while I can have some grasp of what it is. And then it's ethereal and goes away. But uh, comedy is sort of everything and not just consumption, but like I'm trying to write and, and make things that are funny because it feels pretty good right now. Um, yeah. But as far as TV shows, I watched, uh, I've been watching that the Midnight Gospel show on Netflix. That's sort of amazing. Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't seen it. It's very like, it's like a psychedelic cartoon um, slash podcast. It's just like really wild and it'll, it'll take you out of whatever you're feeling at any given time. It's very intense. And then uh, I watched, uh, I watched the newest season of Ozark when that came out. That was, that was pretty good. And then not, not uplifting, but, but it was good. It was good. It was definitely yeah. uh, engaging. Yeah. yeah. What about you guys? What are you watching? Um, it's, it's been a, a different, there's a, I've gone through all the star star Wars movies again. So I don't, <laughs> I'm sort of running out of, out of things I've, I've seen probably parks and rec, uh, the office and, um, and that 70 show, like all the way through maybe three times each. Um, yeah. So it's, it's just finding something that's, that's funny and engaging and, and sort of can, uh, um, also at the same time sort of inspire some, some of the stuff that, you know, currently working on just, uh, to stay motivated and stuff. So, yeah, one thing we noticed, because um, I think we have nine shows on right now, and of those nine shows, we can track and see what's doing well. And definitely the comedies uh, have been doing better than anything else. Where the other ones are going down, the comedies are going up. And, and I think it's just for that exact reason. It's just, it's mindless, it's fun. It's just, yeah, just entertainment. And people are looking just for that, 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 re that, that release of not thinking about everything else. And people should definitely watch My Alien Girlfriend, which is out now, and you'll see, you'll see me. And Taylor, you're great in that movie. Your acting is so good. Thank you. Yeah. and Yours, I, I was literally just talking um, uh, to someone about it uh, yesterday after, after we had done um, the, the, the live stream, just about y your character constantly trying to get with the other bridesmaids and just those, those comedic moments, which are, are, are so hilarious. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really fun. Taylor mentioned it in the, in the uh, live stream. And then in the uh, Instagram, when I just posted, we actually added a clip in of you. Um, oh, awesome. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's the thing. You know, always when, when you're doing a character, you know, it's, you're, you're just one of those actors. You're just easy to work with. You, you always bring something interesting. There's, you don't have to tell you anything. You just read it and you, you bring it. And it's, it's just, it's always right, which makes it really easy then um, you know, and Ken's, Ken's similar in that way where you yeah. just sort of let them go do their things and they, they bring it. So, 
Um, yeah, well, we're going too long, and we you get back to LA, or we we come your way and make something uh, out there when this is all. Well, over. I do have a a fantastic country location. If you guys ever need to come here, I'm just out in the woods with uh, with nobody. I ran into a bear the other day. Wow! Really? Yeah. I mean, not like physically ran into it, but like ran yeah. past it, and it was just staring, and it was kind of scary. But there, this is the real deal country out here. So how many people have you been in contact with? Are you literally no one? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then from a distance, family members occasionally. But uh, yeah, just I, I didn't even leave the house or like the area around my house for seven weeks until um, earlier this week. So it's different. I, I'm glad that I'm not in LA. Um, I just feel like it would be hard to be in in a room, in an apartment for this long. And there's no reason to be here. I mean, really, there's a lot of actors who have gone home. Um, some have gone home to other countries, and they may be a long time before they come back. But um, there's really, there's nothing going, you're not missing anything because there's nothing happening. So it's better you're with the people that you want to be with. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And like I said, I'm, I'm super grateful to be here right now and yeah. have the, the means that we have. It's, it's nice. Um, oh, shit. Ten minutes. Apparently, and just um, on the on the flip side, my wife has not stopped working. Um, she works in aerospace, and they literally let they don't let them go. But they from working from home, probably three quarters of the workforce, and then the people that they could set up fifteen twenty feet apart um, in this huge facility. That's what they do, and um, everything is Zoom. Um, and a lot, and they're half their companies. Well, the majority of the companies in New Zealand, and so they were used to doing a lot of teleconferencing anyway. Um, but because there's classified stuff, they can't do a lot of it from home. And so the, the computers and the servers and everything they worked on have to be there. But um, yeah, when you're launching satellites, there's a lot of hush hush. Like, yeah. I, 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 again, it's like, there's, it's funny because even sometimes we'll watch the, um, the live, the live streams of the rockets going up and they'll even say, and we're not allowed to tell you what's on this one. You know, <laughs> sometimes they can't even show the deployment. Like you know, they'll get it up, and soon as they're about to deploy, they'll have to cut away because whatever they're putting up uh, is is private. Um, wow. But but they you know they test them every day coming in, and um, not test them, they take their temperature. But they've had, and I think I want to say there's maybe forty people working there total now out of several hundred. Um, not a single case. Um, everyone's been been doing their job to try to you know limit their it's either the home or work home or work and um, so so far no cases and uh, because one case shuts the entire business down and huh. could literally put 400 400 500 people out of work so um, yeah so it's, incentives it's, to take it seriously yeah um, and like they they even they were buying them lunch for the first month so the lunch would be delivered um, they wouldn't even have to to leave the building to go to go to lunch. Um, but then someone had to deliver that food. That's what I always thought. Um, it, you know, so I have, I, have a, I have a sister who works as a checkout person in New York and um, she says, you know, they have plexiglass now and this and that and blah, blah, blah. We wear gloves and masks. And I said, but they put the thing on the conveyor that they've touched. Now you touch it and you put it in the bag. She just said, yeah, but I'm wearing gloves. I'm like, no, but then the next person comes and you touch all their food and put it in a bag it's there's got to be huge potential for that, or maybe not. Maybe that's not how it spreads. Um, I, you know, I don't know, but but, but it's something I thought about for sure. That 
Yeah, I just, so we've been uh, doing like giant two week grocery shop um, shops. And then since we've got all this extra time, I just stand outside and bleach every single item. And it's like, what, what else am I doing right now? And like, it's probably very low odds of that transfer actually happening, but it's like, why not? Yeah. Just eliminate that one thing. Um, so I do have a couple questions that I ask everybody and I, I want to sure. get to them before this thing cuts off. This is my first uh, podcast with three separate things. So Zoom is actually being, you know, putting that limit on us, which sucks. But um, so the, the first question is, if not for quarantine, what do you think you guys would be doing today, Friday? We'd probably be, well, we'd be shooting uh, the series and you'd probably be here with us. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, great. Uh, what, what good do you guys think is going to come out of this whole situation? That's it. That's it. I, I think that a lot of things are going to change, especially in sort of the entertainment world, um, both through distribution only because a lot of things have started to change of course with movie the i think the movie theater industry is might hurt a bit or they might see a huge boost once things are people are going to be dying to go back into the movie theaters um but like there's a whole controversy with the um, controversy um controversy with um universal and the movie theater chains like because universal is like oh we'll just release our movies right to home you know uh, on demand and uh, the movie theater chains were like, we're not going to forget that. And then they banned them from oh, um, wow. releasing their movies in the theaters. Um, but that's a, that's, a, that's a bad thing. But good thing, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully once this is all cleared, you know, everything will go back to normal and um, people will be excited to actually get out there and start working again. So hopefully it won't take long for everything to, to get back to a, to a good place. And I just think real quick, um, we should, I think we'll be more prepared now than we have ever were with PPEs, um, with shutting down things the second, you know, better to have had a three-week travel ban and locked everything down and then be able to open back up. So if, if anything good comes of it, the world will be very aware and be ready to act much quicker than they were because everyone was so unsure. Absolutely. Great. Um, I always kind of brace myself asking this question, but what do you guys fear most coming out of this? For me, it would just be my parents. Um, you know, they're both in their eighties. Um, both, both doing pretty good, but it's just something that, you know, all their years of living pretty good might not matter. So it just that, and they've been, they've been great, you know, um, isolating and do what they need to do. So, Taylor, uh, this is—I mean, serious, but not serious. Um, only because I've heard a lot of stories. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, confrontations, especially with um, people who have uh, been uh, talking to multiple people on online dating apps at the same. <laughs> um, and now they're going to have to either choose, or there's going to be a whole bunch of blow-ups with uh, all these people with with side hustles to their um to their main relationships and i've heard a lot of stories of there's gonna be a lot of confrontation coming up once uh once this is all over and there's gonna be a lot of babies in nine months um <laughs> fair enough yeah yeah, yeah. Be a, a lot of material to write about most likely <laughs> yep 
Um, and then, so the last question is, um, let me think how I want to ask it. Um, are you guys kind of like banging your heads against the wall at this point, or do you think you can, you're ready to just cruise as long as possible? I mean, for me, I feel lucky because we're healthy, and so, and I know this will go away, and life will get on. So, uh, we're. I'm personally lucky that it hasn't affected anyone in our family that we know of, and hopefully, it stays that way. Yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing I think I feel more than sort of a, you know, I'm I'm very anxious to get back to work. There's also a level of guilt. I think I like I feel of not working. There's just that that weird thing of of. Um, I know I should be doing this, but I can't right now. You know that, but also it's sort of a testament to okay. I know what I want to be doing, and I know that I'm doing the thing that I want to be doing because I can't do it right now, and it's very frustrating. Um, so yeah, great. Yeah, I I think that's actually super impressive that you know exactly what you want to be doing at twenty because I did not, and I wish I had. But, uh, <laughs> no, very, very fortunate, yeah. and very fortunate for me to be doing it um, with my father, which is yeah. which is very cool. Of course. Um, well, thanks so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely, um, Taylor. Yeah. No, thanks, Jordan. And be safe. And uh, sooner or later, we'll we'll see you, and and I'll get back to work. And uh, these will be the days we talk about. That's right. Spent too much time in California. Now I'm in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania.